second day of Maria Woman 31 devotional podcast. So our reading today is coming from 1 Peter 2nd chapter verse 13. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human institution. And also we are going to talk about John 20 verse 26 to 29 about A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with him. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Wow. Thomas said to him, My Lord, and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. And blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. That's John chapter 20, verse 26 to 29. And according from the discipleship conversation book, conversations discipling in order to love Jesus and it is and allow me to read it for you that Jesus didn't get angry with Thomas for doubting instead he helped Thomas move past doubt to embrace a confident faith and I think and I believe that Jesus is exactly doing the same thing to us whenever we experience doubts and we have you know like our faith is not really strong enough <laughs> you know what i mean when there are times we really don't know if really god is there and, and we feel like our confidence to god is not that as strong as, as before when we were saved and to me and do not let me go when every time i wanted to control my life when every time I resist from his from his power or you know I, I wanted him to please Lord don't ever give up on me continue to be my to, to be my friend and I know this is really easy to say than done and the time last year was really very very challenging and my faith was really totally tested because my heart is not really willing to be helped and I know I need to trust God and know that I don't need to worry about what's going to happen I don't have to worry about the future my friend but I still do worry my will to control the situation was so strong and doubting God and a doubting of his goodness that he could do miracles over my current situation I was like a child that I was asking God asking my dad to fix and help me but I'm still holding on to 
this 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 toy that I really wanted to fix. I really wanted to fix it on my own, but still continued tinkering the car, tinkering the toy. And when the dad telling me that, hey, do you really want me to fix it or not? So he can only fix. And that analogy would remind me that reminds me that God can only fix things if we just have to surrender and give it to Him. Right? So, it was last year. I mentioned that I gave birth to my youngest daughter. She came to be after the day we planned. So I said, okay, let's have another three more years to have a third baby. She came a year early. <laughs> of course, I was so worried. And anxiety came in, hit me. I was thinking, what should I do? What should I do? We don't have a family members here. We don't have family that will help us here. So, again, I was so worried and I was thinking, how will I survive this? Who's going to look after my other two kids when I give birth? And I was just like weak <laughs> after I learned that I was pregnant and looking at my pregnancy test. What about cleaning the house, the chores, the cooking? Oh, thinking on how would I solve the problem wasn't really helping. Yeah, it gave me actually lots of sleepless nights and killed my courage to look at the bright side of the future and to combat this I didn't go I didn't really pray but I do my research and I do everything that I can to be prepared the focus on my, my energy on preparation of my childbirth. I did research and made plans, thinking that the best solution of this problem was the home birthing. Because when I give birth at home, then I could still look after the kids. The kids were there, and my husband were there. He didn't have to go to the hospital. So I think that's the only idea. But my mind was. You know, I still see my usual prenatal care, but my mind was so fixed that I really wanted to do it. Like, yes, this is really the kind of birthing experience I really wanted to hear in Australia. And I even prepared for emergency essentials in case any time I need to do it in the shop or in the car. What have what have I thinking? <laughs> Just the courage kicked in that situation and pushed me to be prepared to give birth. I was, as long as, oh Lord, you give me a healthy baby on a due date. But this is how God really wanted to control my life and was telling me, come on, give me your toy. Give me your toy, I will fix it. Put me in the situation that he wanted to grab my toy. At the 34 weeks, I just had the worst nightmare, as in like a reality nightmare. Because I wasn't really expecting that I 
was going to be in the hospital for admission overnight. I was in the fetal monitoring, blood pressure checked, all the blood tests, urine tests, name it all. It's because my blood pressures elevate way high than normal and it was not it wasn't really not a good sign because i have a hypertension and there is a presence of protein in my urine and uh, possibly they are suspecting that there will be there would be any swelling in my organs or in parts of my body and they are they don't want that to happen so this nurse midwife came out after the we were discussing about the details of my of my condition that all the tests had done she held my hands and she's trying to check my blood pressure again and then said well um we decided to admit you today uh, so like you know that feeling when you when you don't expect to be admitted I was just there for my usual prenatal checkup and to be admitted today six weeks earlier my due date okay like you know my heart is really popping so fast I was like feel so cold and while listening to her to her advice and she said that we need to i think we needed to give you some medication and to observe you farther because the blood pressure didn't really you know went back to normal so yes i confirmed that i got a preeclampsia it's a birth complication that when left untreated it could rest the lives of both me and my baby so i almost fell off from the bench my heart sank and that was the first time that I gave up to God. Like I could really feel, come on, give it to me. I will handle, I will take care of it. And uh, I submitted myself in prayer and asked God to please open my heart because I really don't understand. I was still very confused and and more confused when the night but I was so excited okay I can go home after this and then overnight turned to five nights and becomes two weeks told me that a scan came out and we we've seen that the baby is very small all I did was to pray and I yielded to prayer and God Honestly, I was I really want I really on the point of my life that what if? Um you can what if what if you're gonna take my life and what if what if this is gonna be the end of my life? And I would start already writing letters <laughs> to my family. Cause it it could happen, you know, I could ha I could have a into coma I could I could die. So it was really, really the time wherein I really had a conversation with God and Lord, I give up everything to you. 
just just let me live just let my baby live with healthy lungs because she was just too young to survive the world and lo and behold <laughs> God answered her prayer and it was very well she's breathing okay and we received and this was a miracle that happened we received so much love and support from the church they sent us flowers, gifts, and food packs, baby clothing, and have friends or parents who volunteers to pick up and drop off Hannah, my, my firstborn, to school. And so many things I couldn't imagine. Like, you don't have to be bloodly related to be a family. It was really, really overwhelming. And my neighborhood, their friends, volunteered to watch a few hours of my two kids while my husband was in the hospital. So if there is a lesson that I really, really learned from that experience, if you give it to God, things you can't control, He will do so many marvelous things. He can do pleasant surprises and miracles I was doubting like Thomas but I able to see his first his goodness before I believed but he wasn't really angry at me he just stands my heart and yeah yeah Marissa you're kind of person who really wants to wanted to wanted to control things but I still love you and I choose you and if submission to God really if about your prayer and humility and about talking about prayer it's really about who, who God is in my life still submission to him so he could can allow you know he can perform his miracles allowing having that heart is willing willing and hum, humble heart to let God control your life control my life so my prayer as we end I really wanted to say that I'm sorry God because I doubted you but I thank you despite of unconfidence and doubts on you, you will still love me and you do rescue me. And I'm praying, Lord, that for those who experience the same, women who have doubted if there is really God, will rescue in a situation. Let them experience you, Lord. Because I experience your goodness. But if we one thing that I could ask for you to remove this doubt on you, don't ever let me go, please. Don't give up on me. Help me to trust you again and again. I pray and ask this in Jesus' name.
you so much for joining in. Thank you for keeping company with me. And I hope to see you next episode in our third devotional day. Bye for now.